You haven't got Simon. the EFTM intros, have you there? No, mate, mate I'm on two blokes. Are you on the right ones this ready time? Ready to go, mate. Ready to go. I'm here for you. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. You've I've already hit the button anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, are you, have good. you got somewhere to be? Is that why you wanted to come early? Or mate, mate, I just, I'm, I'm a very, I'm really big on time management. And, and so am I. And, I, and like, we've done, you know what, I've got to say, we've done a great job this is our up. best. This is the our best, best year. Yes, linking I, up. Me I too. My my time management at this show this year. Yeah. I've had sixteen years to get it right. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. nailed it this year. I I don't care. I don't care that you I'm going to talk about other people. But I, I'm a bit disgusted by people that don't turn up to meetings. Yeah. I've been at. I've Either been. You sh- you show up to meetings. No, and so they let, don't. no 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 no. So I'm you know often as journos we get invited to a booth tour or whatever it is. Yes. And they go well you know you're going to be with such and such and such and such. And you know you turn up, and we're just and waiting you, for you we're just for waiting for Bill or Bob or whoever it is. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, from we'll, that particular company. We'll, we'll, no, 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 the other journos. Oh yes, yes. And I'm like, don't get me started on that. What are you not doing here? Yeah, but you know, how and, often have you, you had know, shared meetings though? Like I'm, I'm uh, normally on my own. To be honest, I've only had a couple, but each time, person hasn't been there. Now the two times I've, I've had two incidents where I have not met my diary. The first one was Audi. And it was because it said it was at the Aria, a hotel I'm not familiar with, and it said meet in the club lounge. There's no club lounge. There uh, isn't one. Yeah, it's just the foyer. That's there, right? And so I'm ringing the lady. I had to find a number. She's basically speaking German. Oh, we, we're having a tough time. And I <laughs> Did said, you Look, say, I've just walked under the advice of the concierge. I've just walked to the other end of the casino. I'm. I know where you are now. You're at reception. I've got to walk all the yeah, way back. It's a she shocker, goes, I yeah. can't see. You. I went. I'm, I'm. So we were communicating. So in her mind, I'm. I'm just missing, not late. Yeah. In in the instance that I'm talking about, we're standing there. PR person's here. Yeah. Uh, you know, client is there. The re- person ready to brief me, and we're like, "Where's that bloke?" Yeah. And and they go, well, "I haven't heard from him." Well, can I send yeah. a text? So the other yeah. time that I had a problem was today. I was meant to see Netgear, and we'll talk about them shortly. Yeah. And we do the show thanks to the good people at Netgear and Union. We haven't started straight. Sorry. Um, this, is pre- this is pre-show. Right? Um, yeah, it's pre-show still. Uh, and, and so I had an issue this morning where a current affair we were going to film and it started really late and I just wasn't going to make my meeting. Yeah. I'm sending so many emails to everyone I know at Nikki going, I'm, I'm gutted. I'm really sorry. I've yeah. never missed a meeting with you guys before and I feel really bad. But obviously I have to prioritise you know, my TV stuff over a meeting. It just has to happen. Yeah, and, well, things and happen. Mate, yeah, I've, I've cancelled meetings because I've had to do a cross or a radio exactly, seg- right? segment. Yeah, but, yeah. mate, if you book a meeting and you're running late, you let them know you're running late. Yeah. If you book a meeting and you can't come, you well, tell he, them. Here's my policy Outrageous. at CES. And when, you, when there are shared meetings and when you wait for other journalists to turn up, if I'm there on time and it's no, no, started, start. I say, mate, I'm not waiting for them. That's their pro- fault, not mine. I've got that's another right. meeting to get to. 100%. I always, that's always my policy. Can I say that? And I'm never late. I'm, I, I pride myself on my punctuality at CES. Yeah, did I? And that's hard to do in the in the chaos. It, it can't be done your first year. No. Because you, you don't realise. You just discombobulate. Um, yes. So, a great example, Alice Clark, lovely, lovely uh, journo from Melbourne. Yep. Um, we've been on Apple events and stuff with yes. her, and we were at the... Aria and, and she had to be here at the LVCC for the Sony and she was going to walk here and I went what? just just for perspective <laughs> Alice that's a yeah. 45 minute walk yeah at best wow and that's that's walking fast I said you might want to catch the monorail like you know because yes. it was her first time and it's yeah. like there's so much you learn you need to learn the lay of the land uh, uh, over a while it is it is a lot but anyway but I think that that's one thing and and there are a few uh, CES debutants this year including some PR people yep uh, and 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 people like that and they are. They've said to me, "Wow, I'm really su- surprised how big it is and how yeah. long it takes to get places." And mate, 
Yeah, it's, it's it's a long a, time just to get from one end of a. Not that we're complaining. No. Yeah, this this is just how it is. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're veterans at this and now. I'll stand on it. <laughs> uh, you are listening. Let's get cracking on the show. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. Episode 419.4. We haven't done four many times at CS as well. That's I reckon we normally do three. We normally do three. I think we do four. We normally do unveiled. I can check my records. Damn, yeah, you all got impeccable records. We normally do unveiled and the first three days. We normally do, we average yeah. four. Yeah, we all do. Right. I don't think we've ever done five. Because so the last day four. is kind of like nah. the last day of school and we're getting yeah. out of town. We've never done five. Yeah. Anyway, well, we do it thanks to good people at Netgear and Uniden, and we appreciate their support of the podcast over a very long time. Um, Stephen, you had a great opportunity today to see, and we talked about this on yesterday's show, yeah. LG Electronics is the company that we buy stuff off. But LG Electronics also buy stuff from a sister company called LG Display, but they operate independently. They yes, are they different are. companies and you got to see a little look at what LG I, Display have. I had a look behind the scenes, actually, yes. And, and normally here at the show, the reason the show is on is so for us to see what's on offer on the show floor. But it was this amazing opportunity to look behind the scenes at upcoming products uh, that are future, future uses and concepts of OLED and, and the LG Display products. And what they did, they had them set up in various scenarios. Right. One scenario was... In a plane. So imagine your first class cabin with a, an OLED screen at the front. That's like, I think it's like a 60 inch screen, or a 55 inch screen at the front. The partition beside you is also an OLED screen that can, be, that can change to say, um, do not disturb, or you know, you've called the flight attendant, or just goes totally opaque as for privacy. And the, all the controls near the, near the passenger are all OLED, little curved P plastic OLED, P OLED panels as well. But get this, when you want to watch a movie, the seat moves forward and the screen curves around you. So it's, it's bendable. Yeah. So you get that more immersive effect. So just the demonstration on, A, the transparency of an OLED panel and it, it being able to go not not see through anymore and the ability to display different messages on the partition yeah. and uh, so that was good and I, I said oh geez that's my seat on the way home I'd love to be flying home like this one <laughs> uh, and then they showed this uh, and Sony have this already kind of their, their OLED display with the audio coming out of it yep. you've heard that haven't you acoustic uh, acoustic display display but Sony's one only has I think one or two zones two speakers yep I heard one today that had I think 11 different speakers and I actually went up and I was able to touch the screen and you could feel the vibration of the speaker and I put my ear to it and you can actually hear the different localised speakers playing from the screen. It was remarkable. They had all these cuckoo clocks and you could hear one up here, one down there. Uh, So that was amazing too. And they also had little in-situ versions of of OLED screens like in places that you take for granted like they had a vending machine where all the whole display on the side and the buttons was a 29-inch really narrow OLED. They had an elevator screen that was OLED. They also had like a retail setup where there was a a transparent window. So there were, there were three shirts in a window, but the window was an OLED. So you could touch each shirt 
information would pop up. You can even put a tie on one to see the colour of the tie with that and, and, and just transfer it like that. They also had another retail set up in a furniture store. Yep. Or like where you can put a piece of furniture in a room and change the colour of the wall all through the transparent the transparent OLED as well. Yeah. Uh, and there was another area out that they showed in, in the cars as well. Yep. So I remember that, being, when I went to LG Display in Korea, they had little dashboards and things yeah. they were showing how they could be OLED and the key was they didn't have to be squares they could be yeah, pretty much right. any no, shape these were all different shapes and because it was the P OLED which Curvable. is the, the p- plastic they don't, I said how do you pronounce it it's not polled it's <laughs> he said P OLED and uh, that, that can be extremely curved and, and shaped so there was the dashboard there was the uh, display even the side mirrors was an OLED display yeah. That, you, that you could actually move around like you would move a real mirror, and, that, and that's just giving you feedback from a camera. Yeah. So remarkable the technology. They also had a little uh, device like a laptop that had one big screen inside. I think similar to the Lenovo. Yeah, yeah. So yep. they had that, which I think Lenovo is a customer. But on the car side, I forgot to say, I said, has anyone taken up your OLED? She says, yeah, we've got three companies. Can't tell you who they are. Once from Europe, once from America. Once from China, that, oh, I said, "Geez, that narrows it down." So uh, here, he uh, he said, "A lot, a lot of them are taking it up, and more are coming." So yeah, right. Very interesting. LG yeah, I display. Think, I, I think the interesting thing about that is, don't you think that it's a weird thing about the separation of LG? Like that plane yeah. seat would get so much attention if it was on the show floor. Amazing. Imagine yeah. it, but it's up in a room where yeah. what we're saying here is there's there's the show floor. Then there's meeting rooms here at the convention centre as well as meeting rooms in hotels. Mm. This is the kind of thing that you cannot get to without introducing in, invitation, invitation right? only, yeah. But it's amazing to me because it is so innovative. It would get yeah. attention on the show floor. Absolutely. But I think the way, see, what we're seeing, I know, I know sort of this is kind of a, a like a business to customer kind of relationship on the floor here. They're, they want they want their products to be seen as a customer would see them on the show yeah, floor. Right. But with, the, with LG Display, their customers are... Sony, yeah, Panasonic, yeah. LG themselves, and uh, they had a huge area up there. Like the, the the area that we had was obviously all everything, all the displays looked looked like a booth, but inside, yeah, and meeting rooms, and and you'd imagine how many r- uh, companies are up there saying, "Oh, we want that. We'll have this. We'll do this. How how soon can we have it? Okay, twenty twenty one. We'll do this." And so what we saw there today, like in in years gone by, they've had uh, little sessions like this but it was no cameras nothing yes. so you were looking at signing embargo you can't even talk about it you were able, not able to see it they had the, I think the roll up roll TV up, I was going to say ago, these, yeah. these are the kind of things that, that have been there that was two years ago three years ago it might have even been and all this other technology so what we're seeing now while it's wow how good is this what they're working on behind the scenes is probably so far ahead of this <laughs> that you know this is just nothing to them now well Stephen will have a video of that on uh, techguide.com.au this is two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec a lot of Wi-Fi talk here at CES from all the big Wi-Fi companies and the different things that are going on with Wi-Fi 6 with, well, with Mesh there's a whole range of things but you did get to spend some time over the road at the Netgear Suite, uh, Stephen, only a few hours ago. Yes, that's right. At, uh, what was coming and what was new and what's exciting from our good mates at Netgear. So what what I saw there, there was the t- the two big key areas is 5G mm-hmm. and Wi-Fi 6, as you mentioned. Right, yep. So what the what the product that they've announced here, what, what they announced late last year and it's coming to market now is the Orbi um, Orbi Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi 6. And that member looks like a first order stormtrooper, you know. Yeah, that one? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I just saw there, anyway. And the other product they've announced is a Nighthawk mesh system that comes oh. with 
It's two. There's a t- like the, the. It's about the size of a CD case, right. but bit deeper. So it's like about five centimeters high. CD case, but two VHSs tall. About that, yeah. So it's about. So let's call it <laughs> old six, six centimeters tall. So why would you use a night over an Orbi? Well, I asked them that question. I said, is this going to sort of take market share off Orbi? And their description was, look, Orbi's for mums and dads. Nighthawk is more for your more advanced users who yes. want to get in there and tinker with it. And they might be gamers and they want to do, they wanna, they wanna do stuff. stuff with it. Yep. So Orbi's kind of the set and forget, whereas the Nighthawk is a little bit more, uh, you, you can get in and configure it a bit more yep. for yourself. Yep. But they're really nice little black square shapes, really small, sort of, sort of almost even smaller than a Google Wi-Fi right. sort of device. And so that's now going to become, that that's Wi-Fi 6 mesh system and will sort of do the same job that the Orbi would do, but for someone who's maybe a slightly more advanced user yeah. who wants to get into that. Oh, well, yeah, I might like that myself. The other thing that we looked at was obviously... Um, 5G is a big thing, yeah. and you've you've been uh, one of the products I use nearly every day is the M2, which is the 4G LTE yep. wireless dongle. So it's like a square product. Yep. I saw today the M5, which is the 5G that is going to be uh, available unlocked to everyone from because previously it was Telstra. Telstra yeah. So what they're going to do from uh, this year is offer an unlocked version. Telstra can still get a Telstra one if you want, but now it's just a matter of you can buy an unlocked one and buy a 5G data SIM from whoever you want, and this can give you... You can connect up to 32 wireless devices to it, and it's got an Ethernet port as well, so you can connect it to Wi-Fi 6 at home. Uh, or to directly to your computer, sorry. Uh, and it is going to be, I said, mate, put me down for one of them the minute it comes available because 5G is going to roll out a bit wider than it is Yeah, it's going to start before. to really ramp up. Yep. So we're going to see a lot more 5G there as well. Nice, all right. Yeah, Very so cool. they were the two big things. They, they've also got a new version of Mural. So they've got a oh, Mural really? v- Generation 2. Yep. They've got um, slightly different design to it. They're still a large one, and they're going to introduce a slightly smaller, smaller one. Yep. So uh, they're coming slightly brighter. They've also did a deal with Marvel and um, and uh, Marvel and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? Yeah, because there's all these beautiful photos taken during oh, the show. So you can, so if you you're a Spider-Man fan, you can put, or Marvel, to those. you can put them up on your wall, you know, just get your, buy your little pack, or you can, you know, you can get a subscription, yep. or you can just buy, like, a la carte. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they've got Marvel, Game of Thrones, and, and the screens look a little bit brighter, a little bit sharper, I think. They look a little oh, slightly right. improved. Oh, Nicely, just different frames, slightly different frame design, a little bit more, you know how there's an inner frame and an outer frame yep. around the image? Uh, really nice. They're coming to Australia very soon as well. They also had their updated routers with the BitDefender uh, software running Built on in, them as yep. well, so that from the at the network level, customers are able to see their security score. So if you say you've got a, a 78 is your score, it'll say, here's what you can do to improve your score. Change some passwords, redo this, change that. And then it gives you, like for someone who doesn't know a lot how to configure it or yeah. just a, you know, just a, average punter wants to improve it that's the way to do it good and, stuff uh, so yeah that was the bulk of it it's uh, some exciting stuff there they've also had some some poe products power over ethernet products that yep. they're they were more of a like a a business sort of industrial use yeah. and they're looking to sort of bring them into the consumer space so you'll be able to control products over ethernet 
So, like, they had an LED light. They had, like, a mural. So now, because they're supplying power over the Ethernet cable, you can also track them through an app. So it's quite a little bit of a different approach to networking. So not only data, but also power over Ethernet is something that they're going to move into the consumer space as well. POE cameras were a big thing. I've got, I've got yeah. a... Uh, D-Link camera in the roof of the studio at home, um, which is POE. So, because yep. most products, you know, like those, need need a power supply as well. So POE means as long as you've got the right router and the right uh, yeah. networking, yeah, you can get you power, can power to the through the Cap well. Six cable to that, and yeah. Uh, and yeah. All right, details shortly at uh, techguide.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, we talked earlier in the week about Uber Air. The Uber. other announcement Uber made this week was Uber Jump. Bikes coming to Australia. Now they've been many adjectives. How many words they want to add to their name? Oh no! Yeah, yep. jump. What? Because <laughs> you jump on a bike, I guess. Um, okay. They've got jump scooters in some markets too. But bikes are coming to Australia now. They're going to bring a shipload of these things over. Oh, you said a shipload. Yeah. yeah, they're on a ship right ship. now. Yep. That's like that ad. I said up Ship Creek. Yeah, yeah. Ship Creek. <laughs> M O M G, Dad. Ship Creek. And these things, I don't know how this is going to go down because we had the O bikes and all those Did other things in Australia. Well, lime, they, lime scooters are still in Queensland. Were they illegal? Live, lime bikes are in, in Sydney still. Yeah, I've seen that. But the jump stuff. Someone left one outside of my house. I mean, who's riding yeah. your joint? Well, no one, no one that I know. Yeah. So um, these are red. They stand out. They're bright. Um, the difference and the advantage to the Uber jump bike over a lime scooter or a lime e-bike these are electric bikes, so the e-bikes, they're pedal assistant, is the number of Uber customers because you use the Uber app. So if you walk past a, a Lime bike and you don't have Lime, the app, you're going to go, yeah, no, bugger it, I won't worry about it. Because yeah. it's, an, it's, a, you know, it's, it's a friction point. You have to download the app, set up your payment details, all that yeah. stuff. Don't Whereas like, with Uber, don't like millions of people have the Uber app already. Yep. You just open it up, you choose bike, and you can see them all on the map, and you can just jump on one, right? Okay. They, Uber, say, Uber say these things are going to be real heavy. Which means they're they're going to be harder for people to just throw around and you know throw in rivers uh-huh. and things. Yeah. Uber say they're expensive, so it's in their interest to track them and, yes. and keep an eye on them. That's that's true. The other thing that people don't realise the difference between uh, e-bikes and the o-bikes. The o-bikes were just bicycles, right? So spelling as well. Yep. They were just bicycles. Yeah. Throw them in the river, no one cares. An e-bike oh, okay, yeah. needs to be charged every day. Do you remember our yeah. first experience on Lime scooters? Yes. They just stopped working at nine o'clock. Because yes. the system may said we tried o'clock. to look for them. They were getting loaded into a van. They were they were all ours. The ones we were on just slowed down and stopped. Uh. We got off. The bloke collected them and put them in a van <laughs> because they have to be taken away every day to charge. Yeah. Right. An electric bike has to be charged. Of course. So that's why they might get messy during the day, but then the next morning they'll all be nicely yeah. placed out again. So have in you their seen defense, any here? no, not in Vegas. Why wouldn't they be? I would ride a scooter every day to come here. It why don't they be have a law? Them? Yeah. It could be a bloody law. That's of all why the, the places Because there's no scooters in Sydney. There's only bikes. Yeah. And remember, you've got to wear a bloody helmet, so there's meant to be helmets there. Like, would you? If I you wouldn't could. wear someone else's bloody helmet. That's disgusting. Yeah, okay. But if you were, weren't were staying next door here, like, like my situation, I'd I'm, the I'm, on out the strip, I'm on the strip, yep. and I'd have to, well, I've got to wait for a shuttle or get the monorail or whatever. Problem with the, problem with the Las Vegas Strip it's is you can't traffic. actually just walk up it. Yeah, exactly. You've got to go over those bridges and yeah. stuff. They don't make you can't just walk down the strip anymore. What if they have scooter lanes? On the road? No, yeah. that count me out of that. <laughs> I've been in Las Vegas no traffic. Bike lanes? No. Yeah. That's a no for me. So but, but it, well, that's unfortunate eh? because that'd be really handy to get here that way. Yeah, I just don't think most people really Yeah, this are isn't into a scooter friendly city, is it? No. There are some you know, I, I think Sydney would be great for the scooters, I'll be honest. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. But uh you've got to carry your helmet around with you though. 
Well, that's the biggest friction point, right? Because that's the law, isn't it? That is the law. Yeah. That's the law. Two blokes talking tech. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. I was surprised this was not an unveiled, unless I missed it. Cola. They've been an unveiled the last couple of years. They do taps and things like that. They've got a smart shower head with a smart speaker built in. So, like, it looks it looks weird. It looks like a it looks like a speaker, but there's obviously a shower head around, and it's obviously waterproof. But like, this has got Alexa built in. So, like, and you've to- you've told me before this is not a you know something weird. I know this about you. But in your bathroom, you have a Google Home so that Joe can Alexa. say Alexa. Echo, so yeah, Joe can echo. say you know turn on the radio basically, yeah. right? So, so I don't have to teach you how to use a digital radio. That's perfect for the shower. Perfect. And oh. you know the thing with my, my speaker, this is a really good point for this product. When I get in the shower and the shower's running, it's very hard to hear the speaker. So I've got to say, Alexa, turn the volume up to eight, and it's blaring outside, so I can hear it above the water. This would solve that problem. Exactly. I, I mean, I genuinely like this idea. There's no idea what it'll cost and whether it'll come to Australia as always. But yeah, I and and you would assume also it needs to be wired. So your plumber needs to wire it in as an electrician too, because. Like, you don't want... Yeah, You don't course, have to so recharge you your smart speaker. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. You can get power in through the Unless wall. Unless you can detach something and put a battery I'm pack I'm sure you can it. get power in through the wall. Is that in your story, mate? No, mate. Is it your I'm, story? I'm reading someone else's okay. work here. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. The standard speaker has a playback time of six to six to seven hours, so maybe it is... Oh, rechargeable. Yeah, rechargeable. Yeah, that's probably, a good idea, probably just actually. pop off the speaker part and just yeah. charge it. It just slides in through the shower. Yeah. Oh, so you can easily remove it and place it anywhere else. There you go, mate. There you go. Good journalism. So it's a bit of everything. Who wrote that one? Jolly. Good on you, Jolly. Jolly's Good journal- done well Good there. Journalism, I like that. And it's Cola, cool. they make like high quality yeah, stuff. They're, they're, uh, like they're no, they're no knockabouts. Anyway, smart speaker. Smart shower. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, we visited the TCL stand. Mm. We're going to talk about the phones in a sec because we, we actually quite rate them. We had them in our hand. We yeah. did, I did write them sort of sight unseen, but now I've seen them. I'm you very know, yep. But uh, I did also get a chance, and they spoke about this at their, at their press conference. They've got like a, a developed, like a prototype concept headset. Yeah. That is, it's not, it's not AR yeah. and it's not VR. Yeah. It's basically giving you a portable cinema. So you can wear these glasses, and it's the equivalent in your eye line when you're wearing them. It's the equivalent of looking at a 100-inch screen from a few meters, couple of meters yeah. away, right? Yep. And I tried these. You didn't try them, did you? I did, yeah. Oh, you did. I was very, very impressed with the quality of the video. Here's what I was impressed by. The I very quickly worked out how to navigate it. You know, you just yeah. turn your head to just the left. Turn your head, and you kind of it's Arrow like. Like many VR headsets, you just stare at the at the right arrow, and it kind of just thinks and yeah, clicks. And you move around. Yeah. Uh, navigating was easy. I like the idea that you could be sitting, looking at something, watching something, and look down with your eyeballs and still see your laptop or the desk in front yeah. of you. It's not a, it's not a uh, shutout goggle. My only problem is, like, it feels like the Epson Mavarios and stuff like that over the years. I don't see the purpose. Well, the Epson Mavario is more of an augmented reality. So sure, it, but it, okay. It, it so give me, now give me the in. purpose of this. Well, it'd just be like you could literally lay down and watch a movie. How often can you do that? If you if you want to watch a I movie, in, if you want to watch a movie in bed or you know out reclining in a chair or wherever you happen to be, then you got to set up. You got to be in front of the TV, whatever, and and you got to set yourself up. Well, with this, it gives you the freedom. You choose where you want to watch it. It's not the syst- not the TV choosing you. you. You can only watch me here. So in, I reckon if I had this, I would use it to watch stuff. 
you know, maybe in, laying in bed or, or maybe sitting in the backyard if, if I could block out enough light. Places like that. And that maybe on a plane would be good too. So you can oh, recli- reclining on a plane. So rather than having to watch the system in front of you or, or a ta- you're or an, on a or plane, a you're always kind of trying to trying to work it so that you can lie back enough yeah, to and, watch and a movie watch and still have your head up enough. Yeah, well, I think on a plane though, if you're tired, you'll probably you'll just song straight out. You'll probably fall asleep. But yeah, that's often what you, I want. Though, if you're reclining though back, not completely, you might be able to just sort of relax, be able to watch a, watch a movie in that way. That was good. But the real be- the real thing here was the phones, mate. The TCL 10 series, which is going to be fully released at Mobile yep. World Congress in Barcelona, will get pricing, will get some sense of availability for Australia. So but these 10, 10 Pro, 10 5G, 10, Pro, 10, 10 5G, 10L. The 5G being the kind of top of the bunch, the L being kind of the paired back, and the, the Pro being kind of in the middle, I think, price-wise. Uh, I'll tell you now what you like the best. Okay. Can I pick it? Yep. Pro. Yep. Because it was small, easy to grip in your hand, yep. not too big. Yeah. Am I right? What did I not like about it though? Uh, the the back of it was was dull. And no, I love the back of you it. You like the back? Love of the back of uh, it. You probably didn't like the curved edges of the screen. Spot on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we having one of those marriage quizzes? <laughs> 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 Mate, I'll happened? tell you. I'll tell you which one you like. The five G. Yeah. Because you think five G is the bee's knees. Yeah, and it's had a big screen and all and that. And yeah. look, here's my thing. The Plex is a good phone. Yeah. That's a four nine nine phone. The Plex. Yes. These are going to be and doing well, by the way. These are going to all be under five hundred dollars US. So, at best, I think under seven nine nine, but at at worst, under eight four nine. Let's call it that, right? Yeah. I don't think there'll be any more fi- than that. And that's probably the five G price you're talking. Yeah, about. that's what I'm saying. Like the yeah, five. Imagine, competitive. Imagine the five G comes in at eight four nine. Yep. Frankly, I'd hope it to be seven nine nine. Mate, that's epic. I reckon there's a good chance of being seven nine nine, because our dollar's improving slightly, but. There are. Oh, thanks oh, for the finance update. It was. <laughs> I just saw my conversion uh, price anyway. The uh, what was I saying? The the other devices that we're going to see at Mobile World Congress. Obviously, there's going to be an avalanche of 5G yeah. phones, right? Yeah. Including all uh, these Oppo, other brands uh, like Oppo. Um, who else? Huawei may have a, a cheaper. Samsung 5G. will probably have 5G in so many more phones at their after their un- unpacked event. So you've got all this competition there and TCL though the advantage they've got and we saw this with the Plex is they've got they're backed by this massive company this display company who and their displays are fantastic in my review I said this display one of the best you'll find on a phone because it uses their own technology the next vision display with all the enhancing the contrast and and depending on what you're watching really really nice colours and all that so I think this is going to be competitive. They've had a solid start with Mate, their Plex. They're like quad cameras. Yeah. Macro lens, Could you 48 see? Med- oh, megapixel. Yeah, oh, good idea, see, because they said, oh, we can't give you too much information about the camera. Yeah, I did said, you take a photo? I said, mate, it's there. Yeah, I've, I've, put, it, I've, put, Mate, it, I've got them all. Um, I could read that without having to zoom in, by the way. Oh, no, it's just easy to do. They've all got a macro lens. 64 megapixel. 64 megapixel in the Pro. Yeah. I don't know what all the other stuff means, but it's good. Yeah. Like a quad... Is, are one, they are four has, lenses? I mean, Jesus. Yeah, every one of them's got four lenses. Wide, even wide angle, macro. Yeah, there'd be standard wide, telephoto. Macro, telephoto, yeah. It's epic. Like they're good. They're, it's and the other thing I noticed they've got like a dual flash. Yes, you notice too. With the Pro, never had a fingerprint reader on the back. Either. No, it's in screen. It's in screen. That's right. Like these are going to be good phones. But, so you didn't like that sort of waterfall? No, effect. I'm not a massive fan of the curved yeah. Samsung stuff. I, I don't think. Look, with with the I don't mind that. And and I think a good recent example of the really 
big waterfall edge was the Mate 30 Pro. Remember that? With yeah. a really sharp edge. But the advantage it had was it never had any volume buttons. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, it was all this fancy gimmicky but, but, stuff. But that's, if, if you don't want a curved edge screen right next to a button. Yeah, no, no. So if you don't have the button, that's what I was saying in my meeting. I said, would it be good if there were no buttons at all? Yeah. But one thing they have kept, have you noticed? Headphone jack. Good on them. On every one of them. Good on them. Yeah. So that's courageous to keep that in. <laughs> courageous to take it out, don't you reckon? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> TCL, baby. <laughs> Two blokes talking tech live from Las Vegas. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'll give you one more thing. The rundown says Colgate toothbrush. That's no scoop to me, mate. Colgate oh. has been making toothbrushes for quite a while. Is that not news? No. Well, what do you got there? I thought just my <laughs> toothpaste. Uh, no, they've got a new electric toothbrush. It's called the Plaqueless, P-L-A-Q, Plaqueless Pro Smart Electric Toothbrush. Is that meant to be Plaqueless? Well, it probably is, but it says Plaqueless, okay. right? Okay. The point is, though, there's a there's a bunch of stuff here you would have heard before in other ones, Oral-B and, and Braun and all those and all those things, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know, like it can tell you which teeth you're missing in the app and all this kind of stuff. Okay. It's very smart. Like, it's very good, and that's the kind of stuff people really do need, frankly, if okay. you're going to be rushed But this thing has um, a sensor inside it that actually looks at the level of plaque on your oh, teeth. Oh, really? can see it? Yes. Holy hell. Yes. An optic sensor detects that. plaque in the mouth so that it can be re- removed while brushing. That's like that's a big deal. So, so you basically it'll say to you, look, the, your back tooth third from the back. Hammer that a bit more. Go go hard there. Yeah, go hard. Yeah, you know, it'll show you where you're brushing yeah, right. and where you're missing, but it'll also show you where you need that it. Is, that where is you don't. that is smart. Now, I went my original. I'm like, but that doesn't gonna work. But you've got to remember when you're using an electric brush, you're not brushing. Yeah. You're actually meant to do tooth by tooth, so it's got the time to do some analysis. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty cool. That's amazing. I do. That is good. Anyway, I would use that. That's at EFTM.com. Stephen. I would use that. This is like your 16th. My 16th CES in a row. So my first was in 2005. Yep. And I think I was a guest of Samsung. Okay. Staying at a hotel called the Aladdin, which today is Planet Hollywood. Really? Yeah. And this, all the way through to 2020, and it's been at this same place. Yep. And I look back fondly at those older, those yeah, earlier, the old days, the earlier CESs, because it was my first CES. The big story was high definition televisions, yeah. full high definition televisions. You ever go, what high definition? Yeah. Full high definition. What's that? And then they had the world's thinnest TV and the world's biggest LCD TV. And it was like an eighty inch that was like a foot wide, and, yeah, and all of this. And it it was at a time when Twitter wasn't invented yet. Yeah. Facebook was only in Harvard University. Yep. YouTube, I think, I don't, I don't think it even started either. We're taking a walk down memory lane. So it was, it was a different. Well, and I was writing for the tele, at the Telegraph. So I was, what I was doing is pitching news stories every day. Like here, here's a roundup of here's this quirky thing, this and this. And then I'd have to because I had my lift out to fill, so I'd have pages to fill in the lift out. So I'd be filing roundups of the TVs, here's this and that, and and doing all of that. So it'd be more, uh, less work on the go all the time. I'd have to just write these really longer pieces. And then the group, because I was working for News, and I was the only one here for News Limited. That was the policy. Only one person could go over in the group, and that was me. And I'd often have a call from Adelaide and say, oh, look, do you reckon you can write us a, a, an op-ed about Bill Gates or... House of the Future, Queen's Brisbane, want the House of the Future. So I'd have to write all those as well. 
Um, so it was interesting times there, but we, and but without the immediacy of the of social media and yeah. stuff like that, so it's changed a lot. Hasn't I really it? had to sort of sit down and tap out, uh, write these longer stories. It's also changed just because of the amount of information out there now. Yeah. Like you know, I went to that Mercedes thing the other night, and you know, you're the only Australian TV here. Come in, have a look mm. at your thing. And I'm like, when do I go? On? When do I get on stage? And they go, we're to wait for these YouTubers. Oh, we've got to wait for the influencers to finish first. Have you noticed that there are some badges that says on them, not media, it says social media influencer. Have you seen that? I've not noticed that. Daniel's. Yeah, Daniel, my camera yeah. guy. Shout out to Daniel Lice. His, his badge said social media influencer. Really? Look at it. The same colour as media, the yeah. yellow, but yeah. it says social media influencer. Interesting. Yeah. Now you're going to notice all of them. Yeah, right. I probably <laughs> am. But it's... It's like we were, uh, we were filming the current affairs story. We were over at Nikon, and they were doing these stupid things. There's a cameraman. Uh, bloody Val Quinn was there. <laughs> took the, he stumbled across, took some photos. But we finished. We got up, and this bloke comes up. He goes, you guys, YouTubers? We went, <laughs> television, actually. And it was like a letdown for him. Huh. It's just disappointing. Some YouTubers have bigger audiences than TV, mate. Some. Marquez, Marquez Brownell, he's got 10.2 million subscribers. Oh, yeah, have you seen him? Yeah. Yeah. Say good day. Do you remember me yeah, from mate, the Apple Launch? We're big, we're big mates. <laughs> Do you remember me from the Apple Launch? You no. say, hey, dude. No. <laughs> he just had his eyes lasered, you know, like I did. Good on him. Yeah. He um he had a couple of weeks he had it on his videos. He was wearing glasses. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he's still in the job, the same job we're doing, mate. We're just working harder. That's it. But it's been a really good week, I think, mate. I've, I've been, it's been it's been hard work. We've been real busy and a bit stressful at times, and yeah, it's but it's been a, a really enjoyable week, I think. It is hard to describe to people. Like, it's it's like your family. My family think it's a G up yeah. because you know they watch the videos we make and they're all fun. But yeah, but you're not going to include it. Here's how I'll describe it, it to people, right? Here's here's how I can sort of try to describe the manic crowd. Imagine being at the Easter show. On opening day, or Good Friday, and it's packed, and you've still got to get around all the crowd to get to certain places to find out information at all these different places, and then go somewhere and find a time to write it, film it, edit it, and then get to your next all your next things yeah. to do. That that's kind of gives people like people that go to the Easter show and it's busy. And it's a hassle because it's busy. Yeah. But imagine adding the workload on top of that, just yeah. want, trying to give people an impression of the the, yeah. the buzz of the place and all the stuff that, yeah, it's all great to see it and everything, but we've got to actually then produce some content out of it <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and go from there. It'd be a great fun week if you're only doing one thing. Yeah. Okay, it would be, but you know, I, I was, in this I was, competitive uh, world, we've got to do more. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I'm, why here, so I'm here with Dan, and um, he, he obviously shot all my videos, and he did a great job, and he's still actually busily editing all the videos we've uh, yet to put up. But um, he suggested to me, he goes, you should bring your son next year. Yeah. Uh, he loves all his cars. Like he, In this hall, he'd, he'd blow yeah. his mind, this hall alone. Yeah. And he, he could look at like gaming stuff and the car stuff and everything like that. So I know he's not listening, so maybe Aaron might come with me next year. Yeah. Well, Jacko's already uh, booked for 2023. Oh, really? Good 16's the number, I think, to for, uh, you'll be able to come. Are you allowed? Are you, is that, no, you're not allowed, but I reckon I could twist really? some arms. Oh, okay. you got some pull in the joint already, have you, mate? I just, yeah, I, I'm confident I could pitch it. Just forge his birth certificate, mate. No, maybe not do that, but, <laughs> yeah, I just need to make sure that we had time. Okay. To, so know. when is he 16? He's not for no 16 for how? He's only just 13. 2023. Okay. For the 2023 CES, he'll be 16. Wow. Be massive. Will we still be here then, mate? Hope so. What? 
Have you heard something I haven't? No. Jesus, mate. No. <laughs> mate, it's we're three years away. It's mate, a long time. You and I, we're that'll on the be, up. You know what? That'll be my, hang on, so 23, so 21 is 17, 22 is 18, 23, that'll be my 19th. So my 20th will be, what, 2024 then, I'm assuming, yeah. Okay. Who's counting that, really? Well, I haven't missed a year, mate. I'm very proud of that. I've been here every January for the last 16 years. Yeah, I've been here every January for the last it's nine been years. Real. Pretty sure my and wife what would tell What I've you enjoyed that. too over the years is um and and the people that are from the industry that are still around that yeah. have like uh you know you know, shout out to Phil Newton who was my very first CES sponsor was was no I, I he, they sponsored me year two oh, okay but uh, he was uh, head of Ben Q back then yeah and. Mate, had some amazing dinners and meetings and introduced me to retailers. They're like, there was this dinner we had at, at Picasso at the Bellagio where I was the only journalist there and everyone else in that meeting was like a massive retailer. Like Lee, you know, before he passed away, the guy, yeah. boss of Bing Lee, he Finally, was there. Yeah. And there was David Ackery from, from Harvey Norman and every Trump of every retailer was there and me <laughs> and Phil. <laughs> And it was like this amazing 14-course degustation and wine and with every course. And they had cigars to watch the fountains at the end. It was just like one of those sort of surreal moments thinking, wow, this is Vegas. This is the, this is the high roll of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Other people we could see across the way eating at McDonald's and that. <laughs> We're in there eating, eating all this gourmet food. It was funny times. Funny well, times. thank you, everyone, for listening to the uh, Vegas shows here, live from CES. Uh, we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden. We have to schlep back home over the weekend, and uh, we'll get back on our horse and uh, find out what else is happening in technology uh, for yeah. next week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks, Stephen. Good on you, mate. Great trip. See you, uh, see you back home and safe travels. See you back home. Safe travels yourself. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec.